The Fields Auto Group proudly presents Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shatter, John Osher, and NFL Network analyst and former Jaguar Bucky Brooks bring you the latest on your Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome to the new era. Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks starts right now. Welcome in. It's Wednesday afternoon on Jaguars.com and Jag social media. That means it's time for Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, John Ozer alongside. Plenty of show coming up. A lot happening this week and today especially. We can see at the top of your screen, Bucky Brooks, John Ozer, as mentioned. Urban Meyer committed and moving forward. He had some comments today in his Wednesday press conference. Looking ahead to week two against the Denver Broncos, we'll take a look at the Denver group, see what the Broncos are bringing to Duval this week, and some social media questions as always. Let's start with the big storyline on social media this week surrounding head coach Urban Meyer and the opening at Southern Cal. Urban said today, quote, there's no chance I'm here and committed to try to build an organization, end quote. Well, Bucky, that's <laughs> that might at least – here locally stop the speculation the twitter world i think will carry this as far as they can and for as long as they can no matter what urban says or does not say yeah look i I can tell you being out here in la uh urban Meyer's name certainly comes up it's it's one of those things where you you just wonder would he be interested in taking this gig um only because when you think about the coaches that are out there in the collegiate ranks there aren't many coaches that are more decorated than Urban Meyer. And so if UCLA fancies themselves as Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson, it feels like they need a big-time coach. And when you survey the college landscape, there doesn't appear to be one out there that would be a clear upgrade. And so that conversation, that drumbeat, is going to continue to get louder and louder as it gets near the end of the collegiate season, just because Urban Meyer is a three-time national champion. Outside of Bob Stoops, I don't know if there are any national championship coaches that are out there and available. So there's going to be some interest in Urban Meyer, particularly if it appears that he might be struggling in Jacksonville. Oh, I think we're going to hear it over and over again. Yeah. Because if if I'm a writer who – and the only places I've seen this are writers that, you know, not people that I commonly associate with being correct. Um, so if – if you're the guy who's just writing speculation, why wouldn't you write about it? Uh, he Meyer? would be your lead. He'd be your photograph. Because everybody's going to click yeah, on it. Yeah, sure. Everybody's going to believe it. The easiest thing in the world, Urban Meyer, and I don't believe, by the way, that he, he has interest in the USC job. I think on January 8th he might have, you know, uh, before he took this job. Yeah. But my understanding is he is committed. He is he He wants to make this work for the Jaguars, for Shad Khan, for all the reasons that he said. That is a that is a sincere sentiment on his part. Um, but if if you're USC or if you're a college football program, you're darn right that's the guy you want. I mean, it's it's Saban and then Meyer mm-hmm. in terms of – and I, I'm not even sure I would, I would put Dabo Sweeney up there. Dabo's got one. This man's got three. Of course he's going to be mentioned in that. That doesn't mean that he's uh, going to – go and do it but you're gonna hear it yeah think about the setup i mean he's got here and he said it right after he got the job it's uh, all the cap space they still have a bunch uh, mm-hmm. to roll over for next year the number one overall pick the quarterback who could be a, a franchise type player 
There's a new building going up at the end of the year. They'll start construction on that. That's a, a huge uh, piece of the puzzle, I think, around here. So there's a lot going on to, to, to keep Urban Meyer here and, and his dedication to the Jaguars. So that is finally at least out of the way for now. So it's on to preparation this week. The Jaguars face the Denver Broncos in week two. There were some issues early in the game last week, getting on and off the field, some substitution things, lining up offsides a couple times. But Meyer was asked today, was there any different preparation this week? And we'll just have to see how the week goes. We're still evaluating it. I mean, we're going to have a, a good practice this week. Obviously, last week is completely different because yeah, it was uh, following a bye or an off week. So uh, we're just going Wednesday, Thursday, and day, day by day. But um, still looking at some things. Is it tough to not overreact necessarily? Yeah, it is. Uh, but as I was you know, just out there, and I, the locker room is the most important thing. And I just see good players. I see good people. And, uh, you know, just, it's a build, and we're building. Ten penalties last week, Bucky, some substitution issues. How do you fix that in a practice week, or is it deeper than that? I mean, I think it's a few different things that you talk about. You talk about it all the time, and I'm sure it's one of those things that Urban has talked about from the day that he's taken the job when he stands in front of the team. He has to outline how to win, and I think that's one thing that we can't underestimate. The guys on this team playing together have not won a lot, so – we can't assume that you can skip steps and guys will know how to win. So when it comes to penalties, false starts, encroachments, little things that you can control, always harping on those details. When it comes to winning the turnover battle, taking it away and not giving the ball up, making sure everyone understands how precious the ball is when you have it in your possession. Uh, understanding that you can't allow the explosive plays to happen on defense. The ball can't go over the top of the defense or outside the perimeter. And so it's the daily commitment to making sure that you talk to the team about how to win games. And so, look, he's talked about it being a rebuild. It is a rebuild while also being a learning project. He has to teach a lot of young players how to win in this league, and he has to do it without really being familiar with the league. I have a question for the scout. Go ahead, John. Or, or, yes. or, or in this case, the coach. <laughs> Who must be incredibly, you know, all I see are Bucky Brooks, you know, on the head of this show. He, he, he's the coach. He's the scout. This is the most versatile guy I've ever been around, Bucky Brooks. So <laughs> here is what I want to know from you. You're a coach. You coach kids. You've been coached. I get questions every day in the Ozone, every time there's penalties. How do you work on it? Bucky, specifically in practice, is there a way to work on it, or is this just something guys have to – mentally take to the field with them how do you coach it because that's the question I get a million times and obviously by these biceps I did not play in the league uh, I think the one thing that uh, we've seen around the league where people try and work on is they have officials out every day at practice they have officials throwing flags talking to the players letting them know hey you were grabbing out here on the perimeter at corner that would be a penalty in the league hey you're offsides back up and so you have referees on the field guiding the players through so they kind of understand what's going on. Now, most coaches would tell you they don't like doing punitive things for penalties and those things, but sometimes you had to add some uh, incentives for guys to do it right. So we've seen teams at other places where they have guys run laps or go touch the goalposts and come back and little things, but it has to be a consistent message when it comes, about, when it comes to playing the game 
the right way. And so I'm sure Urban and his staff are talking about those things each and every day um, to the players. What well, wasn't Joe Judge one of those coaches that did that like last year? Uh, Bucky yeah. made him run a bunch of laps and stuff in the Giants. Oh, uh, I mean, like, look, that's a that's an old Nick Saban trick. There are a lot of coaches that believe, hey, go give me a lap. You jump <laughs> off sides, you do something that is um, not positive when it comes to helping us win games. You have to you have to do something up downs and all this other stuff. I mean, they're you know, I think Greg Williams they they do up downs for anything and everything that is off. And so some of those things works. I think the, the, the best thing to alleviate all of that, when you have good players, you tend to play better. So the players just have to improve to get to a level where they can play winning football. Let's hear from the quarterback. He spoke this afternoon as well, Trevor Lawrence, talking after practice. It's week two for the rookie and the idea about using his legs a little bit more in the offense. There wasn't many where it was like a, for sure, one where it was wide open, I should have ran. But I think just in general, using my legs and extending plays and not just sitting, sitting in the pocket. You know, that's a part of my game that I think helps me, helps the team, um, and can keep plays alive. Like, that's something that I do well. So continuing to do that, and we talked about that in the preseason, and I feel like I got a little bit better, and then this week kind of was in the, you know, could have done a little bit more. So just something I'm always going to work on. But, you know, that's usually a pretty natural part of my game, so I'm not too concerned. I think the more comfortable I get, um, that'll, start to, that'll start to show. Now, Urban had said before, John, that you know, they may not necessarily call a bunch of running plays for Trevor, but his ability to, to move it around and keep a play alive could uh, help this offense some. There is no better sign for this kid than the fact that his instinct and every fiber of his being is telling him to stay in the pocket. Now, what you don't want, is a guy who, who who's going to be this quarterback here for 15 years, I think. The easy thing to do over time will be, okay, I'm going to take off and run now. The most impressive thing about the other day, he was under some pressure at times, moving around at times, his eyes stay downfield. That's the hardest thing to teach young guys how to do. It goes against instinct. The fact that that's what he is thinking about and doing first, over time, he will see where he can run. He will see where he can use the legs. It bodes so well for his long-term development that his eyes are downfield first and his legs are trying to keep him in the pocket and not run. Bucky, I don't know if you agree or not, but you better. <laughs> oh, I absolutely agree. And, and, and the ultimatum certainly made me agree because you've been working out. I can see the biceps, and I certainly don't want to have any of those problems. I don't want any of the smoke that John Osher could send my way. Uh, I'd Look, I, I – I get a little leery and a little nervous when I hear Trevor talk about, oh, I looked at it, I saw there's some more opportunities. What I don't want this to turn into this year, I don't want Trevor Lawrence to feel like he has to be a hero. I don't want him to feel like he has to put everything on his shoulders to try and single-handedly lead the Jaguars out the doldrums. I want Trevor Lawrence to continue to learn how to play the game the right way. I want the pieces around him to improve so when he gets into year two, he can play at a very, very high level. But what I don't want him to do is to try and skip steps in the developmental process by becoming a super athlete as opposed to playing the game the way that it might it should be played, which is from the pocket, distributing as a pass-first point guard as opposed to being a scorer. Let's wrap up our news of the day on the defensive side. Shaquille Griffin spoke with the media after practice today as well. The defense looking to shut down the Denver offense. And for Shaq, it's all about the details. I feel like me and uh, Rashawn probably had the longest talk about you know the game after watching it on the plane. I feel like uh, guys like us 
you know, uh, you talk about the second play of the game. I got to make that play. You know, uh, something I got to work on. Uh, the play with Rayshon. You know, uh, got to bring those in. You know, it's little details like that that we have to fix. But um, I think the biggest thing that we took from that game is that first series, the energy, the way we started it off, the the, the passion. You can feel it. You can see it. That's the part that we got to kind of continue throughout the whole game. I feel like that's the biggest thing. And um, one more thing about the game that we learned was, you know, that's that's finding a way not to get frustrated with how the game is going, but focus on completing each task, each play, one play at a time. You know, uh, we can't we can't kind of figure out what the offense may do each game, but we can control what the defense does each play. There you have it, uh, Shaq Griffin. Bucky makes sense. I mean, uh, play by play, and then you know, get to a point later in the game where you can go win it. Yeah, no, I. I I can relate to all of the things that are going on down in Jacksonville. John talked about uh, being a high school coach, losing three in a row. It becomes easy to listen to the white noise that is out there. And so when you're Urban Meyer and when you're this team, the tendency is to try and do too much, to try and do more than your responsibility for the defense to look over at the offense and say, hey, what are you guys doing offensively looking at the defense and those things. And I love the maturity that I hear from Shaq Griffin when he talks to A. We got to make it as simple as possible. We need to be on the details and we need to focus on one play at a time because you have to learn how to control the controllables. And at the end of the day, you try and stack up as many plays as you can for the game. And you just kind of see what the scoreboard says at the end, but you cannot rush the process. It may take a while for this team to mature into a team that can be a consistent winner. They just have to continue to do the little things right. And eventually those little things will lead to the big things, which is wins and big wins. What do you think, John? Nothing gets, a, nothing gets a team, particularly defensively, in more trouble than players trying to do stuff on their own. I've always said. Uh, and, we've seen and, that around here before. Yeah. We've talked a lot over the years, JP, sure. at the end of a lot of bad seasons. NFL players don't quit, but they try to do things on their own, which leads to messy performances and means guys out of gaps, all that stuff we've talked about for years. So it, it's impressive that Ashiko uh, Griffin is willing to say, okay, we saw some of that a little bit. It's a natural tendency once you get down like you did in the game the other day. Um, I don't think this team's remotely there yet. But it, it's good that that's being uh, kept an eye on to me. And uh, one of the things Shaquille uh, talked about, and I'd love to ask Bucky about this as well, you know, so much of the other day to me was there were some plays to be made that just didn't get made. And he talked about the interception. He talked about the potential interception that Rashawn Jenkins had. Two sacks for uh, Caleb on Chase on that didn't happen. That's right. You know, it, 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 the NFL, when Urban talks about margin for error, to me, margin for error means players are right on plays a lot in this league. That what makes the difference between winning and losing is do you make the sack at the key moment? Do you get Tyrod Taylor down? Do you pull the ball down at the four yard line or does the wide receiver get it away from you? Uh, those kind of things, we're talking 7, 14, 21 points. Yeah. Well, you can't overcome giveaways. You can't overcome penalties. Plays that are there have to be made. You know, is that just – can you coach that, Buck, or is that just can these guys do it or not? Yeah, I mean, look, sometimes it, guys have it in them. You can coach some of it, but at the moment of truth, man, your best players have to stand up and play the best. Um, ultimately, it's about a, uh, acquiring enough talent where my guys are better than your guys. We roll out the ball and we dominate you because we're a better team. When you don't have a team that is superior, then 
you have to have guys that make each and every play. And so it's about these guys, when they have their opportunity, they have to be ready for it and they have to make the play. And all you can do as a coach is put them in positions to make plays, but it's all on the players to make the plays. And you just have to continue to harp on that. You have to tell them that. You have to talk about the playmakers, do that. And then if you're Urban Meyer and the coaching staff, you have to play the playmakers. So once you identify the playmakers, they have to be on the field. And then your job is to make sure that they get as many lottery tickets as they can because they can cash one of those out and maybe they can hit the lotto. I like that. Wow. About that? I like that. Every show, the guy with his name on the show comes up with an announcement. He does. Like he <laughs> he on brings show, it JP. every Wednesday. He's going to be on the marquee. you got to have some stuff to <laughs> say. <laughs> That's why it's not Huddle Up with Johnny O. That's, right there. That's or J.P. Shadrick, in fact. <laughs> Let's come back in a moment. We'll take a look at the Denver Broncos and Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks is brought to you by Fields Cadillac of Jacksonville and Fields Cadillac St. Augustine, members of the Fields Auto Group. We're off and running on Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. It's not kickoff without the small places that make Jaguars game day big. That's why Crown Royal is turning game day into giving day by supporting communities that serve us off the field. Nominate a local community hero to win the ultimate Jaguars game day experience at jaguars.com slash crown royal promotion. Because Crown Royal believes if you live generously, life will treat you royally. Visit crownroyal.com. Please drink responsibly. Your family isn't like anyone else's. Your home shouldn't be either. At DreamFinders Homes, you can build the home of your dreams in one of their 30-plus communities in Northeast Florida. Choose from luxury single-family homes or maintenance-free townhomes from the 200s. DreamFinders specializes in homes built to fit your lifestyle. To find out more, call 904-738-0165 or visit DreamFindersHomes.com. I don't want to ever fall into that trap of saying this is, you know, we're going to, in a four-year plan and three-year plan, that's not fair to players. You know, I don't, this is a one-game plan, and then we'll worry about the next game. So that's not fair to the, you know, some guys play a lot of football in that locker room, and they deserve our very best, and that's, that's what it is. So, uh, I, you know, other than a bruised soul that we all have right now, we're still uh, swinging away, and like I said, I'd, you probably see a little different look on my face if I had bad guys. Or, you know, that's not the case at all. That's head coach Urban Meyer earlier today, and welcome back. A tunnel up with Bucky Brooks, J.P. Shadrick, and John Ozer in support, as always, on Wednesdays. The Jaguars have the Denver Broncos this Sunday at TIAA Bank Field. The game presented by TIAA Bank, and the Denver Broncos won last week. Uh, they've got a veteran quarterback now in Teddy Bridgewater, a guy who's been around the block a time or two. Steady Teddy can kind of get it done most of the time. 
Uh, they've got a running back that can play. They've got Jerry Judy's out. He'll be out at least four or six, four to six weeks. He's on IR with a high ankle sprain. But then on the defensive side, you got pass rushers. You got an expensive secondary. I mean, this is a team Bucky that can come in and and do some damage. Um, they they are they are set up to do some things in Denver. It feels like. Yeah, they're a playoff ready team. And JP John, when you think about the way this team is constructed, they're constructed like heavyweight title teams should be constructed. When you look at them on defense, they have a slew of pass rushers that can win one-on-one matchups. Uh, they have one who can dictate the terms and command double teams, and that is Von Miller. Bradley Chubb is a Pro Bowl caliber player who plays at a high level. In the back end, they have a handful of guys that can lock up and take your favorite receivers out of the game. And in modern football, you need to have a ton of pass rushers and a ton of cover guys. On offense, the best thing that they've done is they went out and got a caretaker at quarterback. You can say a lot of things about Teddy Bridgewater. You can say that maybe you're disappointed that he's not the playmaker that maybe you want at the quarterback position. But when Teddy Bridgewater plays for a team that's playoff caliber, he wins a ton of games. He's 23-11 and doing his time with the Minnesota Vikings, New Orleans Saints, and Denver Broncos, teams that have playoff-ready rosters. And so if you give him an opportunity to get the team to the winner's circle, he understands how to navigate traffic to get them there. He's not going to put the ball in harm's way. He's going to manage it at the line of scrimmage. They can play great situational football. So for the Jaguars, this is a great test because what they're facing is a solid team and a team that's ready to take the next step to go from being an average team to a team that is pretty good. Well, tell you what jumps out at me about this game. Uh, Denver wants to run. Denver can really rush the passer. And Denver can really confuse a young quarterback. What you don't want to do this week, J.P. and Buck, you don't want to have seven penalties on offense no, early. No, no, no. Where you're putting yourself behind sticks and you're down 14 nothing. You're facing third. You're down 14 nothing on this team. You're going to be down 28 nothing. Right, because all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's third and 14. You're down 14 right. zip, and here we go. So, I mean, now that pretty much you know, is, is true of any team. You don't want to have all these penalties. But against this team, the way this team can rush the passer, the way Vic Fangio's defenses can confuse you, if you have mistakes early, you're done out here. So, yeah, I think that is the overwhelming theme. Frankly, Buck, I don't know how good the Jaguars are or not because I never had a chance to see it last week. You know, and But you really can't do it this week, Bucky. No, no, no. It has to be a fast start. Now, here's the thing, and here's where you wonder if coaching can help the, the team uh, – keep this game close going into the fourth quarter. I think this is where tactics, strategy, all of this comes into play. And so does Urban Meyer talk to the coordinators and say, hey, here's how we have to play this game to win it. Offensively, we need to make sure that we're draining the clock from the beginning so that we limit the number of total possessions and try to get this game into the fourth quarter where we can make it a 15-minute game to win it. Uh, From a defensive standpoint, Joe Cullen, what is the best way for us to attack this offense to see if we can create some turnovers? Is that heating Teddy Bridgewater up? Is that playing more traditional zone with our eyes on the thing? Is that finding a way to blow up the running game with run pressures? What are the things that we can do to force the quarterback to be uncomfortable? It's a conversation that you have to have each week. But in this game, when you're having your home opener, you don't want to go to 0-2. What can the head coach do to kind of change the tide, stem the momentum to see if the Jaguars can get a win. 
The uh, Jaguars have released their injury report for Wednesday, still awaiting the Denver Broncos in the Mountain Time Zone. Of course, the uh, list today includes Trey Herndon with a knee issue, did not practice today. The other three on the list were limited today. Laurenti McRae with a hamstring injury, the defensive end and outside linebacker. Tyson Campbell, the rookie corner with a calf issue, and defensive end and outside linebacker Jordan Smith with a knee issue. He was added on Friday last week and was inactive in the game on Sunday against Houston. The Dailies play schedule coming up. Trippy Red, September 18th. Santana, September 21st. 3-11, September 22nd. Counting Crows, September 23rd. Bucky, which one of those would you uh, prefer? Ooh, look, this is close because between Santana and Counting Crows, I would I might need to flip a coin, you know? Two of my favorites. Two of John, my favorites. John? Yeah, I, I, I have heard of Santana and Counting Crows, <laughs> so I'll limit it to those two. Uh, the old man in me has got to go Santana, I guess. It's, it's a solid show. I'll yeah. say that. I mean, I, I've never it. seen him. Yeah, I can't imagine that he's not really, really good. It, it, it's it's as imagined. Yeah. Yes, he's he's still that, that good, and tickets are available at dailiesplace.com. We're back in a moment with social media questions. And this is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. A lot has changed in 60 years, but there's one thing that remains the same. Our commitment to our customers and to our community. There's no place like Jacksonville, and there's no place like Gate. Thank you for allowing us to serve you past, present, and future. Now through August 31st, Jags fans can enjoy two of your favorite roller grill items for just $2 at participating Gate locations. Get them while they're hot. Gate, serving up more. This is Ice T. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Matty Ice. This is a cold call. I convinced NFL teams to turn to cold water washing with Tide. The NFL, your uniforms get dirty. Tide can handle it, even in cold. Plus, if fans join in, they can save up to $150 on their energy bill. Looks like you just made the team, rookie. Turn to cold with Tide. And that's the bottom line. It's got to be Tide. Energy savings based on average and switching from hot to cold and non-HE machines. I don't know who they are, and I don't. <laughs> I, I probably got an idea. <laughs> I learned about six years ago when I read something that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I'm good. I'm done. I'll never read again. So, Amy helps me with that. She sends me just the positive stuff. <laughs> it's been kind of small, but. What was it you read? You don't have to ask Amy. I don't read that. <laughs> no, I can promise you I don't read this narrative and I don't read the silliness about our players or about, and she knows that. She's just, hey, did you hear? And I'm like, oh, is that right? That's Urban Meyer, Jack Horace head coach. We've got a smile out of Urban today in the press conference. And welcome back. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. 
J.P. Shadrick and John Ozier along as well. And, you know, it's always going to kind of be there for, for Urban, it feels like, Bucky. Those those critics, those those snipers, the social media types, it's um, – that's the lay. It's the lay of the land for Urban. It, it, we we knew that coming in. It feels like. Yeah, like a, a, look, the overwhelming majority of the world do not like to see people step out of the box and try to dare to be great. Urban Meyer could have comfortably retired, stayed in TV, and done all the things and rested on his laurels as one of the best college coaches that we've ever seen. However, he wanted to take a swing and see if he could do it at the NFL level. The same stuff that's happened to Urban happened to Nick Saban when Nick Saban was trying to do the same go of it down in Miami. And so it's going to accompany Urban Meyer until he has a tremendous amount of success. And even if he has success, there will always be something because that's what we do. That's what people do is they take shots at the greats. And so what he has to do and what it appears that he's trying to do is insulate himself, focus on the things that he can control on and continue to kind of pour his energy and to turn around the organization and at some point, he has to believe that given the success that he's had in the past, that the blueprint and the plan that he is implementing is going to lead to wins and going to lead a lot of wins in Jacksonville. Look, not everybody likes Urban Meyer. Right. I think he's okay with that. Yes. He gets it. He's been living in that reality for what? Since he was at Florida, since, probably. Since you left Florida, yeah. Yeah, so 15 years. Um, so I, I don't think that part of it bothers him i think what would concern him if if that would drift if he would let that be a distraction if he would let that be a thing in the locker room i think he wouldn't like that because that's his priority i don't think he gives two beans about you know what uh you know any website uh you know sundayfootball.com whatever I don't think he cares about that. You know, is that your side business? I don't. John? You know, Sunday football. Yeah, and I'm making <laughs> big coin off that. Um, yeah, I don't think he cares about that one iota. He is a leader of people. That's what he's concerned about. So, uh, whatever anybody says virally about Urban Meyer is not going to affect him very much. All right, guys, let's get to speaking of social media. Uh, social media questions today uh, on Twitter. We put out the bat signal earlier today and here is what we have come up with today question number one at sick with it 98 did the jags do enough in the offseason to have a competitive team bucky well i mean it's still tbd we're still trying to see what the team looks like we're one week into the season uh we had the draft free agency urban meyer's trying to kind of put it all together with his coaches and those things i think we really won't know what the Jaguars have done and the, the results of it until we get to the midway point. Uh, I think we still have to treat the first four games of the year like the preseason. As they begin to figure out who's who, what's what, what the strengths of the team are, we'll begin to have an understanding on where the Jaguars stack and the rest of the pecking order of the National Football League. Yeah, I agree. On Sunday, they weren't. But as I said earlier in the show, until they start getting lined up and – eliminating early, early errors. I don't know if they're competitive or not. Um, I would say this to the to the question. I think they did as much as they could in the offseason. I said all offseason. It, it's tough to add everything you need everywhere mm -hmm. in this offseason because even, even if you've got money, there are positions that aren't given to being able to add. Defensive line, I don't think you can do it in free agency in the offseason. I think you have to draft that. So they, they've started the processes. 
Uh, I think it'll take a couple off seasons to get where they want to go because I think you have to draft it and develop it. Uh, but how much progress did they make? As Bucky said, we won't know that until week six or seven. No, yeah, cause, uh, like, just get out of your own way first. Right. Well, defensive line, for example, let's rewind back to like 2016-17. Like they brought in Malik yeah. Jackson. The next year they bring in Calais. Right. It's a two-year process, and you're drafting guys, of yeah. uh, part of it at the same time, and it just kind of all came together yeah. for an unbelievable group. There, are, I mean, it takes more time than one off season to get a loaded roster with depth and with experience yeah. over here, and you know that's not going to happen one off season. So now they may, I expect them to be much better than they were on Sunday, and I expect them to be able to win games this year and start looking like a, a good team. But to get where they really need to go and get playoff t- 12 and 13 i think it takes a couple years let's get to our next question today on social media this is from at yoda climber one how do you see this defense playing around mid-season i saw they had some ups and downs game one as to be expected i feel they showed an upgrade compared to last year what do you think buck uh look i i, I think this is Joe Cullen continue to assess the team as they begin to play real games. Remember, only three preseason games, depending on the pecking order uh, of the players on the team. You may not have seen them enough. And so what coaches do is every quarter of the season, they do a, re- a self-scout and a reevaluation on how they're playing the game according to how their players are playing. I think what you want to see is, okay, after four weeks, after eight weeks, what are the things that our guys do really, really well? Can we call those things over and over to give them the best chance to be successful? Sometimes the way that you eventually play is not the way that you envision at the beginning of the season. And so you have to be adaptable and creative. I expect improvement from last week, certainly. Uh, by midseason, I think the, the key for me at midseason, are they healthy and are they still deep? on the defensive front? Are they maintaining the rotation that I think you need in this league to play good over the long term? A, a slew of injuries, if they're not as deep and uh, good up front at the three or four positions, then I think by midseason could be in trouble. I don't anticipate that. So I think, I, I think they're going to be better. Uh, I think a lot of it uh, circles back to what we talked about earlier, JP. Some of their key guys need to show that they can make plays on the ball in order to get where they need to go. They haven't shown that yet, but I think the potential is there to do that. A lot of new faces. Uh, just get them on the field. Some time on task together would be a good thing for this defense. One more social media question today. We'll wrap it up with this. At Vlix Von Nolm. Uh, last game, Trevor seemed to pass on some scrambling opportunities. Do you think he, they will be that careful going forward, or do they risk a bit more by running Trevor on scrambles and designed run plays? No, heard, Bucky, we, no. We, we heard the quarterback earlier, Bucky. <laughs> hey, look, we, I feel like we've addressed this, but here's what I will say. If you are going to run a handful of designed quarterback runs, they have to be down in the red zone, or they have to be at a situation place on the field where Trevor Lawrence can – Keep the ball and run and get right out of bounds. Trevor Lawrence doesn't need to be an extensive runner. He doesn't need to be a major part of this running game. And he doesn't need to be a superhero out here trying to single-handedly make plays to lead the Jaguars back. Trevor Lawrence needs to just play. He needs to be smart. He needs to continue to work on the things that are going to make him a great player down the line. That is reading and working from the pocket, understanding the chemistry and connectivity with his playmakers on the outside, and then just finding a way to play winning football. Fewer turnovers, more he does those things, we will not see him need 
to use his utilize his legs and his run ability much. Yeah, let Lamar Jackson do all that stuff. And you, you saw what the Raiders defense finally did to him the other night when they finally got a hold of him. You don't want that happening to Trevor yeah. Lawrence. And it's one addition to buy. I think you can do it anywhere on the field as long as you have plays called where, hey, make darn sure when you're rolling out that he's not doing it blind, that his back's not to the line of scrimmage. After you know, Make sure that he can see what's in front of him and have the idea of, Trevor, if, if you are given a choice in anything remotely, if you're at all uncertain that you might get hit. Throw it away. Or fall. Fall down. Slide. Fall down. Do Take what I do. When I, whatever you got to do. Do what I do when I'm in a fight. Go into the fetal position <laughs> and just say no. No, Moss. I'm done. But don't risk anything with this guy to get him hurt because it's not worth it. Fetal position. Yeah, there you go. Just, just curl up. And wow. cover curl the, up in a ball. Cover the football. All right, let's come back in a moment. Our final thoughts uh, right around the corner, and we'll get you ready for the Jags and the Broncos coming up this Sunday. This is Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. So, it's happy hour. Let's talk whiskey options. Have you tried Citrus Distillers? Have you tried Citrus Distillers Limited Edition 2021 Barrel-Aged Jaguar Whiskey? Did you know it's only available for a limited time and manufactured in Jacksonville? Yes, Jacksonville. I said local whiskey. Try it on the rocks or in a Jack's Whiskey Sour. Citrus Distillers Jaguar's Whiskey is available at local liquor stores, restaurants, and the Jaguar Stadium. Drink local, Jacksonville. Find recipes and events at jaguarswhiskey.com. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. Visit ViStarCU.org. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Welcome back. Huddle up with Bucky Brooks. Final moments for this afternoon's show. J.P. Shadrick, John Osier, and yes, Bucky Brooks. Some keys for this game we've kind of discussed throughout the day, guys. Uh, line up properly. Don't put too many men on the field. Try not to hold on the uh, pass rushes. Run the ball, baby, on offense. Let's get that run game going. Don't get into those obvious passing situations. Get to Teddy Bridgewater if you can. And uh, there you go. Go win the football game, Bucky. It's that simple. Yeah, you, you really want to make it as simple as possible. And I think for Urban Meyer standing in front of the team, it's about the fundamentals. It's about doing the little things right. It's not about scheme. It's not about anything beyond blocking, tackling, and with great effort and taking care of the ball and getting the ball. That I mean, that's literally what it is. And so when the Jaguars begin to do better in those areas, the wins will start to happen. So it's about keeping it simple. Tackling, blocking, effort, and all about the ball. See what you can be. Don't take yourself out of it early. I mean, 
give yourself a chance. Uh, like I said, I've been saying all week, I don't think we know how good or bad this team is yet because they did not give themselves a chance the other day. Keep yourself above, uh, in front of the sticks. They'll allow you to keep running the ball and allow you to see what you can be. And I think if, if you run well, the interceptions will reduce on their own because you won't be in situations where you have to throw in into defenses that know you're passing. That's football 101, but it applies this week. That's true. Uh, Bucky, give us an idea. Uh, by the way, if folks who don't know Bucky's schedule now, I mean, it is – he might be the busiest it's man – whatever he wants it to be. – in show business. <laughs> Bucky, what, what do you got the rest I mean, of the week? I mean, we got a few different things going on. I mean, uh, we uh, got some stuff that I put up on Fox Sports Digital, a little writing stuff. I got some NFL stuff coming. I got a couple more podcasts to kind of do, but – the most important thing right now is seeing if I can somehow put some positive energy out there in Duval and see if the Jaguars can get a dub. Because right now, my record is not great. I'm beginning to take it personal that we can't get it done since I've come on board. So we got to rectify this. So as much pressure as Coach Meyer feels, I'm right there because got to get off this snide. It's been a long, long losing streak for the kid. Yeah, six, 16, actually, 16, in a row. Right. 16, Bucky. Uh, and and, and if people don't know, read Bucky Brooks's uh, scouts take on Jaguars.com. He does that writing for us, and as much as I kid, Bucky, it's an outstanding piece, and it's a way to figure out sort of what went wrong and right for the Jags on Sundays. So I love it. I love it. it. I love it. So uh, that'll do it for our Here show. Hey, Bucky, we will talk to you in uh, pregame radio on Sunday. How about that? Hey, man, let's do it. Bucky Brooks out of here. That's John Osier. He wants. He's wanting to throw the ball. Throw the ball. We're throwing the ball now. Always throw the ball. Oh, always, <laughs> when in doubt. Okay, that's John Osier. Thanks to Joe Fortunato, Brent Reber, our entire crew. I'm J.P. Shadrick, and we'll catch you next time. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. <laughs>